Hello everyone, welcome to SoCal Frequencies. I am your host, Roger, with my co-host, Mario, and we're going to talk about Telecaster today. So everybody in the music community, especially the ones that love to play guitar, obviously, yes, uh, they know about the Fender Telecaster. It's originally made in 1951, was released in 52. Uh, Created by Leo. Oh uh, yeah, my Leo man Fender. Leo. Which is crazy to think that... Uh, he made such a successful company, sold it to CBS, and then he made his own company right after. Yeah, and then created another one and made the same guitar. It, but it was just much better. <laughs> like, it's strange to say, like, the quality when he sold it to CBS versus when it was just him. Like, he knew he could improve it. That's why it was already going to be better to begin with because he gave the CBS studios the the rights to own the name Fender and the designs of it. But it w- since he never really patented it, because if he did, no guitar company would be made after that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it has such a classic just body. It's beautiful. And the great part of not being patented, too, is he was able to recreate his work, but just make it with better pickups, somehow higher grade of wood than it was already was which is what alder and uh what was the other one i'm not sure i only know one kind of wood what was that wood and i just forgot it (laughs) mahogany uh is it i think so Eh, that's the common wood but that's for les paul we don't talk about it shut up (laughs) <laughs> we're talking about Fender Telecaster in this one. Shut up about your Gibson. I know, huh? Yeah. Such a traitor. Sh- God damn. You were not supposed to say that word. That was and the one word? It. Yeah, that was it. And you said it. All right. Well, let's keep talking about the Fender Telecaster. So you were saying. So after uh, Leo made his famous Telecaster in like 51, came out in 52, uh, it actually had a different name at the time. It was called a Starcaster originally. But then uh, it got sued or was potentially going to get sued by um, Gretsch. Gretsch. Yeah, and it was the broadcaster. Oh, it was the broadcaster. Was broadcaster, man. Uh. <laughs> I was like, ooh, he almost got it. Dead. Uh, All right. Yeah. You're so right. It was, it was the broadcaster. And they had a drum set or like um yeah it was like, something like that, that. No, it was uh it was a comp it was the the Gretsch Gretsch had and broadcaster. It was a drum set. Then it was called uh the caster only, no I no thought. caster. It was called no caster because there was nothing in front of it, so it made sense. And then later on, in a much short period of time, they just call it a Telecaster because of the butterscotch color they had for it, and it was perfect for television. That's right. Black back when it was black and white. Jesus, imagine living in a time like that. I don't want to imagine that. Yeah, I mean, Spe- no, especially not for us. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're still being treated the same. T- <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, so let's not get political. And <laughs> so, why are we talking about the Telecaster? Well, I mean, where's your love coming from? I mean. I, I guess my love for Telecasters, honestly, didn't happen until later of, like, it's got to be 2020 when it started. Like, I've been playing guitar since, like, I, I was, like, 13. That was back in, like, 2000, 2008, maybe. 
I honestly was not thinking about Telecasters. In fact, when I was growing up and loving like a bunch of other guitars that I had in my collection, and every time I went to a guitar center, sometimes that's a joke. I would just play one and then just talk of how bad it was. I would always complain about the body's too weird, the like, the cutaway didn't make sense, and <laughs> the colors just ugly, and like you know, it's like, and then like just making fun of like, oh, it sounds so bright and wimpy and all that stuff. <laughs> the strings, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, just, just everything. Like, yeah, like everything about the Telecaster, I honestly did not like it. I. I don't know what it was in 2020. Like, I have this guitar now. Well, Which Telecaster do you have? Which Telecaster? Because there's a bunch of models. It's Humbuckers, P90s, oh, single. You're, ta you're talking about, like, yeah, the yeah. semi-hollows, deluxe, and all that stuff? Yeah. Which uh, one is yours? Uh, I got the American Professional series from 2017 when it was released. It's a vintage... But modern sound. It's weird. It's a vintage mod, it's called. And I named her Erica just just because it just fitted for her. Erica, alright. But um I felt like this guitar knew I was going to insult it the minute I was gonna play it, just because it was just there. And Wait, so you grab the guitar to say bad things about it. Yeah, like Oh, it, like you always used to do. Yeah. Like, all right. That's like that's it, a big move. All right. If I'm trash talking, it's just a guitar that I don't care about at the time, and everybody had opinions, and I respect their opinions. All right. Because I know right. you had a Fender Telecaster way before me. Uh, oh. What was yours? Mine is a modern player with a thin line. Is a thin line motor player, which is a hollow body, semi hollow body, I think, mm -hmm. and it has P90s. And it's just beautiful. I think that guitar is great if you want to play like rock grunge music. It's just like, I don't know, it fits so well. Mm. And it's so light, so beautiful. The other day while I was talking to someone, mm -hmm. he said like, so which guitars do you have? And I'm like, oh, I have a Fender Telecaster. And he's like, an actual Fender? And I'm like, what do you mean an actual Fender? Yes, it's a Fender. It's not a Squire. <laughs> I would say a Squire if it was a Squire, but no, it's an actual Telecaster. And he was so, so surprised. And then when I told him the price that I got it for, he was even more surprised because it was pretty cheap and now it's going for a lot more. But yeah, I do have a Telecaster and that's my only like big brand guitar that I have for now. But isn't it, um, it's, it's not crafted in America or Mexico, right? It's not. It's uh, Indonesia, I think. I'm not sure. Thailand or Indo Indonesia? No, it had, sure. it had to be China because um, there was something about the way they were doing stuff that I guess at the time, before Indonesia became their main one for a time, China was doing like the more specialty with that name. Could be. Could be because I don't know. I don't remember. And... To be honest, she's lovely, and I don't care where she's from. <laughs> What's her name? Shit, man. That's the only question I didn't want you to ask. I don't remember. I don't remember what name I gave her. <laughs> well, not every... that. That's the thing. That's the cool thing about, um, like, when you own an instrument, the same as you when you own a car. You can consider what its gender is, 
and you can, can and you can have a name for it or you could literally live a normal life just it's a car <laughs> it's this model and I, I like it yeah there's people that find that weird which i don't blame them because if someone said hey this is my car her name is erica then i would be like what the fuck are you doing with that car but all right fair enough yep. well, i mean like I don't know. There's just something in giving, giving it a name. Like aside from like when you name your pets, because obviously your pets gotta have a name. <laughs> but I think like the reason when you give a guitar a name, it's because it's been with you in moments that you just can't describe. Like, uh, do you know how the how BB King named his guitar Lucille? How did it happen? BB King was on a tour. He went to a bar. He was just drinking like he would normally do. And and he looked over and saw that these two guys were fighting over a woman. And her name was Lucille. And somehow the bar fight got so bad that the bar caught on fire. And everybody got out. B.B. King forgot his guitar in the bar. So he literally went into the fire to get it. And... Suddenly, when he looked at that guitar, he said, your name's Lucille. <laughs> You're going to provoke bars to be burned. You're going to make them so hot. Everything. <laughs> I mean, and, probably. And the reason I named my Fender Telecaster um, Erica was because of that moment. Like, I strummed the chords. When, like I was saying back when I was just insulting telecasters when the minute i strung her strings the vibration was just my entire body there was no just guitar and human it was just it resonated with your soul very well very, <laughs> there very you well. go and i could not believe what i was playing i was like oh my god this is a telecaster and i don't hate it like holy shit and then i just kept playing and playing I was like, I have to have her. And I traded one of my guitars for it, and I do not regret it. So it it came from, like, the love of playing one guitar. It didn't came from, oh, I saw this artist that I want to copy his style or something like that. Nah, not for me. Like, honestly, like, they're badass no matter what guitar they play. So I kind of look past the oh, guitar past the sometimes. Guitar. Sometimes. Yeah, of course. Like, there's certain ones they just they're eye-catching you know yeah they're like one with their guitar and you cannot think of the player without the, that guitar that exactly guitar like brand may with that fucking red uh what is it red special i think that's the name of his guitar from for brian may yeah yeah, yeah red so, special so pretty much you see the musician and you see the instrument mm -hmm. but uh just in some cases yeah like Like, his is definitely, like, a signature. Like, you just can't miss it. I'm going to tell you something crazy right now. So, there is a novel from a guy named Chris Adams, and it's called The Grail Guitar. And in this book, it is claiming that the, these popular songs we heard, like from Hey Joe, Purple Haze, Fire, The Wind Cries Mary, and Little Wing, they were all recorded on a telecaster so the, it, it claims wait 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 the songs from my man Jimi hendrix that he's always playing the fucking stratocaster he played those songs on telecaster yep that's that's exactly what the book is telling you i mean 
What? But it's a novel, or is it a fact? Is it a fact? I want to know that. And do we know what type of like telecaster was it? Was it a, a made in Mexico, made in I don't know, in the USA, in China? Do we know any more details about this mysterious telecaster? I mean, by the name of the book, I would think it's a lie. Like, just from its title alone. I mean, come on, the name of the Grell guitar is, you know, where it comes from. So, so I don't know. So see, I thought about that, and because I have both the Strat and the Tele, both by Fender, when I played it compare to compare, and I try to replicate the sound as best as I could, same as any artist that's trying to figure out their favorite musician's tone, uh, I played it with the Strat, and it sounded how it would normally sound. But then I was shocked with my telly. I had it on the neck pickup with the tone halfway down. And the minute I started playing uh, When Cries Mary, the intro, it sounded way too close. Imagine that we'd be lied to. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them for really lying about what guitar they might use in the studio. Because honestly, like, the studio is more of an art. You're making an art, and it doesn't matter how or what you use, as long as that art is to your desire. Like, I think that's, like, what matters. But it is crazy to think that majority of the ones that do play the other big brands... Despite them using those other big brand names, there are other musicians that even though they say, for example, like they're all for um, Schechter, another guitar company, Schechter. They could be playing Schechter, but I'm going to tell you there's some that are just in the studio just playing Telecasters because the fact that the Tele has such a distinct tone. Like when the band is playing, any other guitar brands that are especially humbuckers humbucking guitars it's just gonna blend in with the bass and the drums and it doesn't really stand out but with the telly you somehow stand out even though you're playing with the band and you can play a lead over it like you just be like if you had one guitar that can do it all That was the Telecaster. I think you can get away with using different guitars like the Telecaster always in the studio. Because I see the studio more like, a, let's compare it to the movies. You go to the movies and it's pretty much this fantasy. Everything is bigger than life, just like in the studio. Uh, when you're recording in the studio, you want your guitar, your drums to sound bigger than they are. But when you're live, you cannot do that, obviously. So I would compare like studio, movies, and live with theater. You cannot make it bigger than it is. I mean, you can act, but it's gonna always be live. It's gonna be raw. Well, at least a little bit more raw than what already is on the studio. Always. <laughs> Did that make sense? Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, like it's essentially like uh, like what I was saying. Like it's the studio is art for art, but when yeah, you play yeah. live, it's a big show. I don't know how I feel about that, honestly, because like I remember hearing that. David Gilmour plays the solo from Another Break in the Wall Part 2. That infamous solo that we heard him playing live, he played it with a Strat, and it sounded amazing. But in if you could find the clip where he was playing the solo with a Gibson Jr. Oh, no, not a Gibson Jr. It was, a, it was just a Gibson Les Paul 
or it could have been a 54. It, it was one of them. It was a gold top with P90s, and he used that for the solo. And for me, I was like, I feel a little cheated because I always thought it sounded amazing on the, on the Stratocaster, but he's using a Gibson Les Paul with P90s to make that sound even bigger than if it would on, st on like a live stage. But that's not for me to say. Maybe that's just someone's amazing editing skills. I think it's just the fingers of my man David. Because, uh, come on, he can make it any guitar sounds like butter. It's just beautiful. His fingers, there's magic on those fingers. So you're saying there's, uh, like, it's not the guitar itself, it's the player. Yes. I actually think that. I'm not trying to make a meme or anything. I think the sound of your hands cannot be imitated. But again, I'm not completely... That's not a fact. It's not science. It's not proven. It's just me. But I think I think you could t say that scientifically because of the fact that, like, nobody presses the guitar string the same way. So maybe, like, when you're, like, when you're pressing down chords, you're pressing it down in a way that it just, it's not <laughs> going to be the same. It's just beautiful. Yeah. And your little mistakes or the, like, the way you use your hands. But that's the weird thing. Like, we when we think of sound, we think of the tone. We're not thinking of the player that plays it. We're thinking of their tone. And we all try to replicate the tone. Or else I would be contradicting of me playing my Strat and Telecaster to figure out if Jimi Hendrix really played a Strat, Strat in the recording studio or did he really play a Telecaster for it. All right, all right, I see that. And you said you got close to it. So you got this close. I'm doing like a... <laughs> you cannot watch us, but I'm doing like a hand gesture. So you're getting close, but you would be like fully there if you had the hands of Jimi Hendrix. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah, my point. There you go. Uh, do you have other musicians that you look up to or like now that you actually like the Telecaster that you are like, hell yeah, he plays a Telecaster just like me. Do you have any musicians like that? There's just so many Telecaster players in general. Like, everybody, like, everybody played. Like, I can literally give you a long list right now if I wanted to. But, like, just to name a few, it's, like, there's Frank Black from the Pixies, D. Boone from, like, the Minutemen. Uh, you got Jamie Cook from the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, you got uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, when he first went electric, he played with uh, Telecaster... And the Strat. I remember watching photos of him with the Strat, but I cannot think of a photo with him with a Telecaster. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just I don't remember. Like it, it's more in his like studio work. Oh, okay, got it. Remember, he may play one thing. <laughs> Live, all right, but other things on the studio. Got it. John Five, the guy who played guitar for Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie, and I think he does his own solo work too. Or I think he's still in one of the bands for sure. But uh, you got Johnny Marsh from The Smith. Uh, Jim Root, the guy who sings in Slipknot, Stone Sour. You got uh, Joe Strummer from The Clash. Andy Summers from The Police. I mean, come on. Uh, what is it? What's the name of that song? I'll Be Watching You, that creepy song. <laughs> I'll Be Watching You, yes. That creepy song. That's it. But... uh. Roxanne is a really good song. Uh, so Lonely. Ah, oh, the work on So Lonely is just great. 
the dramaticness is just over the top and it makes me smile because of how ridiculous it is but it's so such a good song um brad paisley i've only known him for his song camouflage which is sad i need to hear more of his work for sure his guitar skills over the top honestly like i i cannot believe half of the things he can play on just a telecaster alone like if you're thinking country you're thinking of that guy brad paisley you know how like we always see pete townsend uh playing uh what is it oh it's a Gip- uh, gibson sg you know how he's like really known for his live shows yes did you know that when he actually started uh doing like first like big stadium shows the first guitar he ever smashed was a telecaster <laughs> smash poor guitar telecaster <laughs> and you know he did it because he had money like that of course he did it <laughs> they they made such great music honestly yeah and the moves the moves he did uh, come on they're ridiculous the windmill every every kid did the windmill hell yeah i mean you have to once you get a guitar you just look in the mirror and you're like this is my moment this is what i'm gonna do and you you go for it but you have to do with passion like you put everything into that strong oh yeah but then i feel the whole pressure of blood in my hand and it hurts like a motherfucker I mean, it doesn't matter you can take it <laughs> but you do it you know you know it's funny what i remember there's a live video and i think it's even in the movie bohemian rhapsody that's the name of the movie right yes he plays the telecaster for a crazy little thing called love freddy yes Freddie my Freddie. man freddy he he i believe he always for that song he always played that that telecaster I think it was a white Telecaster. Yes, Olympic white. Yes, really beautiful. And uh, I actually think even M- Brian May changed like his uh, red special on the, only that song for a Telecaster too. But I'm not totally sure. There's another big, big, big name that we're forgetting in the name of Telecaster. What's that? It's Jeff Buckley. Come on, just one album, and he made it sound so epic. I mean, he's a legend just for one album, and he's already a legend. And, of course, then they released the second one after his death, but he only had one album to present everything. And with that album, he played all the songs with, well, most of the songs. I think some of them are acoustic, but everything, all the concerts, everything was with that Telecaster, which it was a beautiful Telecaster that was gifted to him. And who gifted it to him? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you can probably find the story, but I don't have it with me because I was not prepared for that question. <laughs> but all right, all right. I mean, hey. But yeah, it was gifted to him. I know that uh, because they stole, I think, his guitar. What? Just after, uh, like, before a concert, they stole his guitar. And he was like, hey, can I borrow this guitar? He played it. He loved it. And then the girl was like, I think it was a girl. I don't remember. And she was like, hey, you can keep it. And then he changed, I believe, the pickups and the, the cover of the, the pickup. Uh, what is it called? Pickguard. The oh, pickguard. Yeah, he changed it for a mirror one. So mm. it's like a, my man Jimmy too. Oh, Jimmy Page? Hell yeah. Jimmy uh, Page. You forgot that one. I mean, the first album of... Let's... I mean, I was just naming a few at first. Like, now we're getting into, like... Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. All I right, mean, all come right. On. We, we getting it? We're getting it's, into it? Okay, okay. We're getting we're getting into it. It's my man, Jimmy. Come on. All right. We cannot we'll, forget we'll, it. We'll, we'll, start the, we'll start it with Jimmy, then. 
Yeah. Jimmy Page. Jimmy motherfucking Page, who played the most amazing first album ever made, Led Zeppelin 1. Yes. All with a Telecaster that was gifted to him from Jeff Beck when he was in the Yardbirds. Imagine that. Imagine Jeff Beck just like, here, I don't like this guitar. Or maybe it doesn't feel right. Here, have it. And you created the most epic first album ever. And he produced it all and everything. And that, like, I mean, well, you can't name a better musician. Despite the fact that everyone says that he's ripped off every black musician back in the day. You need to have talent to play those riffs. Not anyone can play those riffs. And you need to have talent. And you need to have those fingers. You have to have the speed. You have to have just the... That precision. He's been playing since he was like... He was, like, before he was even a teenager. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you need to be sexy to play those riffs. <laughs> you need to be, Well, like, that sucks for yeah. most of us, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. I mean, you have to have tight pants. You need to have, like, those 90, I mean, 60s bodies. You know yeah, what I'm talking? 70s, the bla- man. The blues. 70s. Nah. With the bell bottoms and everything. Like, Hell uh, yeah. What's his, what's his name? The singer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy named Robert Plant. Oh, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. You cannot make such a good album. And it was all recorded on a Telecaster. He played live a Telecaster. I mean, come on. The Telecaster is a legend. And then they r- did a replicas of that Telecaster, the mirror replica, and then the dragon. Such a good replica. Come on. Made in Mexico. <laughs> you, you gotta gotta stand it out there mario uh yes i do <laughs> so who else who else can you think of following my man jimmy page i mean oh we we definitely cannot forget about your man the blues player that played in uh what was it the white stripes the oh, raccooners oh yes oh yes and he had an amazing he still has an amazing solo career Jack White. I mean, tell, yeah. us, tell us about him and his Telecaster. I mean, come on. He he played Telecasters throughout his life. But then, once he was in the Reconteers, I believe, he got this custom guitar where where the strap goes. It, it has like a whammy bar, but it's just for the, I believe it's just for the G-string. So, he moves that and the G-string just goes like, what? which is really cool and that's a weird sound that i just made but all right <laughs> and it has that i think it has a uh, kill switch too mm. i mean this guitar is insane it was custom made i don't think it's even fender i mean i i think it is fender and he just like modified, <laughs> modified the shit out of it yeah <laughs> it's a great guitar i mean you can see a play uh you can see him play it when he's with the Raconteers most of the time. I think now he has actually two. Because uh, recently I saw some videos when he had a uh, orange color. And then I believe the other one is white. Oh shit, they made a signature series? No, he only just created two. Because oh. he's that rich. Mm. Come on. And he has two He's on his newest record. I think Taking Me Back is the name of the record. Uh, he's playing it again. And come on, that guitar is just sexy. It's It has everything, pretty much. Everything that you want in a guitar, or maybe you don't need in a guitar, that guitar has it, because he can do it. I mean, come on, the Jack White is super uh, exotic. He wants to do everything, and 
He's probably done everything by now. He's <laughs> a great guitar player. He plays uh, blues, hard rock. I mean, he plays the drums. I don't know if you've seen it because this is something that I recently saw in a concert that uh, I saw on YouTube. When he plays drums, all of the drums are on the same level. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the snare, the toms, everything is on the same level. Mm. It's not like on... Like yeah. the way they have it usually said. Yeah, they it, it's not like standard. My man, he's he's exotic like that. He likes to have his own way. He walks the line, his own line. He created it and he walks it. So he plays the drums and everything is like the same level, which is weird. I saw it and I was like, what the hell? It looks like every, every tom, I mean, every drum is a tom. Mm. It's just like weird. And I mean, he, he always had that characteristic do you consider him like one of your heroes i think i do actually i think he's so i don't know i cannot describe him because he does everything he he pushes things but at the same time he's just so simple mm. so i really enjoy that about him the only thing that i didn't like recently is he cut his hair <laughs> and his he, haircut? yeah he's i don't know his haircut is now weird but hey It's Jack White. What can you expect from him? You don't know what to expect from him. Well, you know what's crazy is he's actually, like, he's probably one of the heroes you don't want to meet, especially if you just, if you just look at him the wrong way, they said. He's, like, he's very much a hothead. He'll be ready to fight you, especially if he's been drinking. Hey, I'll But fight him. I'll get my <laughs> ass kicked for that, man. I'm going to be like, hey, hit me. I'll take it. If that hand played uh, Seven Nation Army, hit me with it. <laughs> uh, I, I would, I would be careful if, uh, if he's, if he actually listens to this, and if he's gonna find out who you are, best believe he's just gonna randomly, you're just gonna randomly see like, is that Jack White? Bop right <laughs> in the face. You're gonna be another story. I mean, come on, it's just <laughs> one more story, one more for the podcast. Why not? <laughs> one day. That'd be great. One day. We're forgetting to talk about Tom Morello. Ah, uh, Tom come Morello. On. Another guitar player that has just fantastic technique and a kill switch. Like, that guy can not only create his own tone with his, with his hands alone, he went crazy with making a DJ sound for Rage Against the Machine in their first album. I mean, come on. The simplicity of, like, just a Telecaster and such a complicated sound and technique itself. Like, my God. He managed to combine those two, simplicity and complexity. He just combined them and Tom Morello was born. Like, the simplicity itself is just the guitar, though. Yes. Everything else is just, my God. <laughs> like, his technique alone is not simple, not not in the slightest. Like... He'll show you, like, he might, like, was like, oh, it's not that hard. And he'll show you how he plays it. But you're also hearing how he's doing it. And that's the part that you're just like, holy. Yeah, I, I think I might have to quit. <laughs> yeah, once you see him, it's just like, fuck. So this is a, re a real guitar player. And that first album they made with the, with the Monk Burning, that album had so many great hits. That album alone could have just been a greatest hits. You had a uh, well, uh, know your enemy. You had uh, I don't, 
Like it, it's slipping my mind right now. That's the one that has uh, "Killing in the Name of." Oh yeah, "Killing in the Name Killing of." Killing in the Name of. Know your enemy. Um, fuck. <laughs> I forget. I'm forgetting too. Like I, I think it's been too long since we listened to them, but we know like most of their songs. Actually, recently, just today in the morning after going to the gym, I was listening to "Killing in the Name of," and I was like. So inspired. I wanted to run again, but I was tired already. Already, so I just decided not to. Uh, like, sure, it's a great album. It just hits you right there. But no, taking the power back. It's another great song. Bullet in the head. Ah, uh, bullet in the head. I've, I, I love that bass line so much. That beginning, that bum ba bum bum. Like that was, oh my god. Like how could you not love that song? How can you not love Tom Morello? I the, mean, come on. Do you have a personal favorite from that album that's not popular? Like, not ah, not shit. killing in the name of, not take the power back, not bullet in the head, not know your enemy, not wake up. I'm um, sorry, but I do not. I did not. Uh, ah. Killing in the name of. I mean, it's just killing in the name. But all right, <laughs> killing in the name. Uh, it's just one of my favorite. Like, just to, I don't know, to have inspiration, to have passion, that song hits right there. It's just, it gives you power. It gives you just, it, it's fire. That song lights a fire in your soul. And you just want to fight the power, man, and killing in the name. Oh, such a great song. For me, like, one of my personal, like, Tom Morello, like, guitar playing work that he, you know he used that Telecaster. Because... Not only did they perform it live at a Sound, Sound City, yeah, Sound City Studio, like they filmed the entire thing. Like I think it was like doing a live take on like on public television or something. It was a one take. That that album was recorded in just one take. One take. Come on, come on. How how. How good do you have to be to record a whole album in one take? There's only a handful of musicians that can just do a one track ready to go. That was it. That was the magic. <laughs> But uh, for me, the song that I personally like from that album that's not a popular one is Township Rebellion. Like, I love the the aggression of when uh, Zach De La Roche, sorry. Yes. When he says that line, like, what's it gonna take? And then he just screams into your soul and you're just like... I feel that rage. Like, when you're like a teenager, you understand that rage, and it's weird. Yes. Sometimes we have rage. Teenagers in general have rage, and music is always the best way to express it, and rage against the machine actually, like, make you want to think about what he's saying. Like, you know there's something wrong. You know, wait, but I think when you're a teenager... You're listening to these songs and you feel them, but you don't really understand them. Once you grow up, you really understand them and you don't feel them as much because you're like, oh, fuck, now I have to work. <laughs> It's either I eat or I'm part of the system. So you don't feel them as much as you want to. Maybe maybe I was just a weird kid then because um, the when I was a kid and I was listening to these albums, I was actually trying to look into what they were talking about. Oh, shit. Like, I was like, wow, this is all about, like, just everything. 
like e everything that you could complain about the system like there is evidence that not only it could be considered conspiracy like or it could be obviously conspiracy but it's also like there's there's hard evidence to show like hey this shit's still happening and nobody's doing anything about it and it's like wow like so many like it, rage against the machine was just that perfect political music that like maybe maybe not just me but there's other kids or now considered adults now <laughs> now but like when i was a kid and i was looking up these things i was like wow this interests me and I'm pretty sure to other people, they actually went into, they might have went to law firms. They might have uh, done something other than music to actually fight that. The system. <laughs> yeah. or From maybe, within. Yeah. Fight the system from within. But also, like, I think eventually when you grow up, that just becomes more, oh, yeah, it becomes a silly dream of beating the system inside. And now it's just a job you get for, like just to survive for the money yeah i mean hopefully people are still fighting i know some politicians are still fighting and hopefully hopefully this is not in vain so i just wanted to mention him is there another guitar player that you want to mention uh i mean before we gotta say goodbye yeah it is that time of the that time of the day it is <laughs> i mean you want to say last thoughts about the telecaster why you love it why you feel that everyone should have one well no i'm not gonna say everyone should have one well i am everyone should have a telecaster and everybody should have a beautiful telecaster it doesn't matter the color it doesn't matter the pickups as long as you have a beautiful telecaster and you take care of it that's what I was going to say, like, uh, something <laughs> similar to that. Uh, like, it shouldn't matter if you get a Telecaster or not, as long as, like, you find one that resonates with you. Like, you could have, like, it doesn't even have to be a, f that's the best part about a Fender Telecaster. You don't have to necessarily get a Fender. There's so many, like, guitar players and guitar companies that make similar shapes and bodies of a Telecaster and all shapes of the Telecaster honestly is amazing. Like it, besides the Les Paul, like copies, there's Telecaster copies and Stratocaster copies, but you definitely see more of the Tele style because of its, uh, like everything was with science when it came to that guitar because Leo Fender, here's an interesting fact, was not a musician. He was just a straight electronic engineer. He didn't know what a guitar, or he knew what a guitar should sound like, but he didn't play, so like he just based it off of science. So the guitar itself is the perfect design. Science, bitch. <laughs> Well, this is everything from us, and hopefully you guys like this and share with your friends. Come on, take us out. <laughs> well, 
guys, don't forget to share and subscribe. And don't forget to fuck yourself. <laughs> it's healthy. Good night, everybody. This is SoCal Frequencies out.